Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Sheepdog Nation podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. Today, I am excited to introduce you to a fellow podcaster. He is a retired watch commander from Colorado. He was also in the military. He holds three master's degrees. <laughs> and... um He's also teaching college right now. So, and he blogs and he writes for um, multiple police uh, magazines and he has his own podcast. So, um, without further ado, I'm really excited to welcome Patrick Fitzgibbons onto the show. This is going to be a good show. So, pay attention. Hey, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on to the Sheepdog Nation podcast with us. Can you tell the nation a little bit about yourself? Well, Autumn, thank you for uh, inviting me on your show. I love it. Uh, I listen to it all the time, and you're doing a great job. So uh, a little bit about me. Well, I, uh, I'm a 23-year 23 23-year 23 veteran of law enforcement here in Colorado, and uh, I recently retired at the beginning of March. Uh, before that, I was in the military uh, for a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, now I'm enjoying retirement. I have a lot of things on my plate. I started a podcast about three years ago called the CJ Evolution Podcast. And, uh, uh, like you, uh, like your show, Autumn, it's growing and I'm having a great time and, uh, yeah, I'm just living life. That's awesome. I guess I didn't realize you had just, uh, retired. So congratulations on that. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I retired, uh, well, I took a couple of weeks off and, uh, my official retirement date, uh, was March 1st. So thank you. I appreciate that. Wow. That's awesome. So t- can you tell us, okay, so you said you started a podcast. Obviously I know that because I was on it, which thank you for having mm-hmm. me love your podcast as well. Can you tell mm-hmm. us like, tell the nation, like we'll tell them the name of it. Number one, but then number two, like what made you want to do that? Well, the name of the show is uh CJ evolution. Um, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher, but I, about three years ago, Autumn, I was just like, you know, there's no, there's no friggin' podcast that well, there was some podcast law enforcement podcasts out there at the time, but I thought, you know, shit, I could do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and I, and I started it because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there uh, among the public, even though I, obviously a lot of my listeners as well as your listeners are, are Leo's and are in the field, but there's people that don't know anything about law enforcement that listen. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. So I started the show mainly just to kind of educate people better and, and talk about the issues. And, you know, law enforcement, you know, Autumn, it's, it's generally a negative environment. We're surrounded by a lot of negativity. And I wanted to inspire and motivate, you know, the listeners and, you know, that, you know, you're, you're the call that you're going on might suck, but, uh, you know, there's, you should be grateful to have a job. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to inspire and motivate and educate people. I love it. And so like what kind of things, so like what can they learn on the number one criminal justice podcast, which I love. <laughs> you have a huge podcast. You have so many episodes. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, again. And, and the reason why it's growing and big is because people like you coming on. the show so i appreciate it and you know i, I talk about um you know i've had use of force issue uh, topics i've talked about i've talked about uh, 
you know, Miranda issues mm-hmm. and custody, uh, you know, chain of custody issues. And just crime scene. I had Barry Fisher on the show last year. If you don't know who Barry Fisher is, he, he wrote, you know, crime scene investigation techniques. And so I talk about that stuff, which, which is good. That's the premise behind the show. But I really, really get pumped up when I have people like Ryan Muncy on the show and, you know, these ex badass Navy SEALs are on the show that are doing great things, they're motivating, they're pumping people up, they're, you know, just getting people excited. And all of it is related, you know, we can relate back to the criminal justice field again, because I, you know, again, and I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a negative environment most of the time. And, and, you know, I just want to get back and, and motivate and, and uh, educate people. And yeah, I mean, I, I can go on and on about the, the people I've had on the show, but that's, that's pretty much what we talk about. I mean, a variety, variety of topics that we could tie back into the criminal justice field. So, yeah. So you hear that Sheepdog Nation, another binge worthy um, podcast. Cause I know I have a lot of my officers who are on midnights and they're like, autumn, you know, send me some stuff. Cause I, I need to get through midnights awake. And so that, that's good. <laughs> so there's another binge worthy uh, podcast. So Patrick, can you, like, where, can you tell us like where you're from or like what part of the country you live in? And like, tell me about your policing career. I want to hear about that. Well, um, I live in uh, Colorado. I live just outside of Boulder uh, for those of you who are familiar or are not familiar. Um, and it's just, you know, Boulder's probably about uh, 30 minutes Northwest of Denver. Mm-hmm. Been in Colorado most of my life with the exception of the army. But uh, my policing career started on a smaller agency in, in southeastern Colorado. I was there for about a decade, a little over. Um, I, at the same time, I was going to graduate school when I was, uh, you know, before I left my first department, I graduated uh, from graduate school and I kind of got recruited into the private sector. Uh, didn't like that crap. Wanted to be police work again. I did that for about six months. I was traveling all over the place. Uh, then I got hired on with a, an agency on the front range. And that's where I retired from. You know, I mean, just my my law enforcement career is, is, you know, the same as a lot of people out there listening is I started on patrol, uh, did that for a while, moved to investigations, was promoted, uh, was a street supervisor, uh, you know, kind of progressed up through the ranks and retired as a commander. Mm, That's awesome. And so, so as a commander, like, what were you in charge of? Like, what, what kind of people did you, like, how many people or like, what were they doing? (laughs) <laughs> well, well, I was an operations commander, so I was in charge of uh, all the patrol officers on the street, uh, as well as like code enforcement, things like that. So, um, you know, I mean, mainly I managed like the sergeants, you know, Autumn, the sergeants are the, are the most, I think, probably some of the most important people yeah. in the department. They're the, they're the ones managing the street, um, you know, as well as the corporals. I don't know if you have corporals in your agency, but uh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what I did. I oversaw, kind of mentored, coached, uh, guided uh, patrol division. Uh, of course, code enforcement, I don't know how it is where you're at, but they, they deal with, like, animal issues, and, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, zoning, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's what I did, you know, day in and day out for a while. So, like, what would you say – okay, so we talk a lot about leadership on here, and in law enforcement currently, like, we talk a lot about how – you know, there's definitely lack of leadership. You know, you and I've talked about it before. And so, like, what would you say from your experience? Clearly, I mean, you supervise, you led um, very pivotal people inside of a police department. Like, you, you know, you led the leaders. What can you tell? Like, what would you say the hardest part about that was? Well, I think for me, the hardest part, um, well, first of all, it was an honor. 
you know, to any any time you're in a in a leadership role and you're selected for those roles, I mean, you should you should view it as an honor because those are really somebody thinks you're you're doing a good job and, and you can lead. Now, the flip side to that, Autumn, you know, is that there's too many friggin' idiots that are in charge who shouldn't be in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one of the hardest roles for me was to discipline my friends over the years mm. because you know I, I you know I, I kind of grew up in law enforcement you know with a core group of people and then I kind of fast-tracked and I and I got promoted above them so it was it was literally one day I had people that were in charge of me and the next day I was in charge of them um mm. but you know I mean that was difficult for me but you get through it through communication and being authentic and not being fake and you know having those discussions sometimes but those were difficult sometimes mm. you know especially when you had to discipline friends so um, yeah, those are probably the hardest part. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just when you're, when you're at that level of a, you know, of a commander or senior leadership in an organization, it's, it's, it's a different view. I'm not saying that a patrol officer's view is not important, but, you know, at a command level or chief level or whatever, you, you got that 30,000 foot view. So you got to, you, you have to realize that every decision that you make is going to affect everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, so those are those are tough decisions sometimes. So you just have to you have to learn how to balance it. So, and that's really good. You know, it's a really good point. And now, do do you listen, or is there anybody or any specific training that you took in leadership or mindset or anything specific um, from your time as a watch commander? Like, did you? Is there anything that stands out in your mind that you took, or somebody you listened to, or a book you read that you could pass along that like just kind of changed your life? Well, yeah, I think it was a culmination of things. I mean, I, I, you know, gravitated towards the leaders and the people that were, you know, that were positive and that were, um, you know, inspiring me and motivating me. I mean, we probably all work, your listeners work with people that just bring them down and shit. So mm-hmm. over the years, I, I don't know if I could, you know, just say one or two people. There's just been a lot of people in my life, a lot of books that I uh, had read along the way that really kind of molded me and I, and I view me or myself as a work in progress and even when I left I mean mm-hmm. just because I was a commander I was always learning and uh, that's the key is you got to keep learning man. you got to be you got to be open you got to put your friggin ego at the door mm-hmm. it really helped me I mean I, I never really it's gonna sound crazy but I never really cared about rank mm-hmm. I never did I mean I, I don't I mean it's important I'm not saying it's not important but you know anybody can just because let me put it this way just because you get promoted doesn't mean people are going to respect you they might respect they're going to respect the rank because they have to especially in a paramilitary organization but just Mm -hmm. because you get promoted who gives a shit a lot of people are like okay you got to prove yourself all over again Mm -hmm. so yeah there were key people in my life key key supervisors sergeants i had ftos that helped me mentored me along the way i love reading uh, you know, like, you know, Lewis House, Tim Ferriss, all those, all those people that kind of pump me up even to this day. Northwestern, I was honored to go to Northwestern uh, staff of staff and command school, which really, I thought if you, if people, listeners can have a chance to go the National Academy, FBI Academy mm-hmm. is also a good resource that kind of helps you develop as a leader. But I, I would say, you know, for your listeners out there, on first of all, you have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to mm-hmm. accept that you don't know every that you don't know everything and you know it, it's a constant process man i mean we it's all I mean, it's like it, 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 it's you know it, it's it's the hot freaking topic you know everybody talks leadership oh we you know we're, but 
you really, really have to, to, to practice it. You have to be a, you know, a student of leadership. You mm. have to be willing to learn every day. And I think that's where a lot of leaders quote fall short is they want to be the smartest fucking guy in the room. hundred percent. I'm telling you, I, I never wanted to be the smartest guy in the room. I wanted to be the guy sitting there learning from people who are smarter than me. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes back to ego and, you know, checking your ego at the door, humility goes a long way. I think that's pivotal in becoming a leader. And I think, I think, thank you for like such powerful points right now, because, you know, how many times have we gotten around and, and especially on the job, but life in general, you know, people who just, they've got to be the best. They've got to be number one. They've got to know it all. And that's not, that's not necessarily what a leader is. And, and in my mind, that's not the leader that I want to hang out with all the time. I want to hang out with a, hu, you know, a humble um, person who is, has a lot of, carries a lot of humility, you know, and, and yeah. it, is willing to be like, yeah, I don't know everything. Let's figure it out together because then we're part of a team, you know, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. I love that. And, you know, and I love what you said too. And, and sheepdog nation, like I just, I want you guys to hear this and I'm just going to underline it and exclamation mark it because it's so true. Um, Patrick said, you know, you got to be willing, you've got to be willing to learn too. You've got to be willing to learn and become better and sit back and be like, okay, I don't know everything. You know, I've been doing this thing for years and years and years. One thing, one thing that I have found very recently, um, you know, that cops tend to do is they tend to, um, you know, they tend to freaking get really upset if somebody challenges them because, you know, they've been doing the job for 15, 20, 25 years. And the thing is, is in, in, and that's okay in some aspects because I totally get it. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, I've done this. You're not going to tell me, but sometimes, you know, we got to sit back and just listen to, you know, listen to what the other side is saying, listen to what this person, if they have a good point, because I've got to say one of my biggest um, qualms about um, modern day policing is I feel like we aren't innovative very much. (laughs) I feel like we do a lot of the same things. And so I think maybe that gets us in that trap. What do you think, Patrick? Like as far as, you know, I I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, some of the best ideas that I saw, you know, when I was still on the job came from patrol officers, didn't come Mm -hmm. from the, you know, the meeting of the minds, you know, the, the command staff. I mean, there's nothing, again, I mean, you have to be innovative. And again, it goes back to what we're, saying where you have to be open to new ideas look the, <laughs> I, I love talking i just love talking to the officers on especially the, the younger officers because they, they as far as technology and shit like that they can really promote the department through social and other things mm-hmm. they got their finger there mm-hmm. you know me as an old guy give me a break you know and mm-hmm. but you i agree you you have to be willing to have an open mind and put your ego at the door and I used to sit through meetings, you know, and meetings and meetings. And I'm not a big meeting person anyway, but, you know, just listen to the same old shit day in and day out. And some of it was important. I'm not saying it all was not important. I'm just saying this. We, we have to start listening to other people. All right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we have to get the department involved. We have to get the officers involved because they have really ideas. And not that you're going to implement everything. No, I mean, that's, it's not realistic. But you have to be able to be innovative. Yeah. Because people, Autumn and your listeners know, people are not flocking to law enforcement. No. In case, in case you are wondering, the listener out there, it used to be where people were, you know, 
flocking to, to cop jobs everywhere. People are leaving. Mm-hmm. Attrition rates are through the roof now. And mainly because the economy is so great, people want to try their shit, which is great. But even more reason that we have to, you know, we, we have to push the envelope. We have to be innovative. We have to think outside of the box, even though that's a beaten up phrase. But we have to look at new strategies uh, to push, you know, our organizations to the future. I couldn't agree more. That words are right out of my mouth. So mm-hmm. this leads me into something that I kind of want to talk about. Now, Patrick, have you ever, there's a couple, I've got a couple different questions that kind of go all mm-hmm. into one. Have you ever been injured on the job? You know, I was, uh, no, I never have. I, which I was, I was really fortunate. I mean, I've been in foot chases and, you know, fights and things like that, but I, but I was never injured. And I, I think part of the reason is, uh, for that or a large, a big part is, is that, you know, I, I, I try to take care of myself really well and I, I, I work out, you know, uh, a lot, try to stay in shape, you know, I'm getting a little older. And I think that kind of helped me a lot uh, along the way. I, I stayed in shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm a, you know, friggin' crazy Navy SEAL or something, not that SEALs aren't crazy, but, <laughs> um, but I'm, I, you know, I'm not like a huge buff guy. But uh, mm-hmm. I've taken care of myself for the years, and I think that helped me, you know, avoid some injury. I'm not saying I didn't have, like, a sprained injury or a sprained, you know, ankle along the way and shit like that. But I was never hurt hurt. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And, okay, so well, that's good. And I love that you I love that you say that. And part of the reason that you probably weren't was because, you kept, you know, you took good care of yourself. Maybe, maybe you know, when you felt run down, maybe, you know, you took the day off or when you were on your days off, maybe it wasn't – Maybe you took the time for yourself or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that's key. And I think as a lot of officers, like, you know, we don't do that. I know um, I never focused as much on self-care, you know, as especially, you know, as a 21 year old police officer who was just, you know, ready to get out there and, you know, be, do, be, you know, do my thing. Um, obviously it, wasn't the greatest thing because I ended up getting hurt because I didn't pay attention. Um, so I, I really love how you said that, you know, you took really good care of yourself. Um, and, and, you know, one of the reasons why I love following you and, and, uh, you know, reading your content and, and stuff like that is because I, I do think that, you know, when we're talking about innovation, you, you were definitely, you're like, um, I want to say, what's like the term is like above the eight ball (laughs) before the eight ball. I don't really know, but like, you know, you don't see, don't take this the wrong way, but like, I don't see, um, you know, watch commanders, people have been on the job, you know, as long as you have, you know, blogging and creating podcasts and, you know, writing articles and speaking out and doing these things, being a little bit above your, you know, ahead of your time. I also happen to know um, that you have three master's degrees, (laughs) you know, you don't, you don't, you don't see that. And so like, what made you do that? Like what made you kind of step out and, and be a little innovative on your own? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it was a mind shift for me, Autumn. Um, I mean, that was, I shouldn't say a lot of it. It was, you know, I, I was tired of being, I mean, I was that bitter, bitter cop, you know, not that I wasn't, you know, pissed off all the time. I mean, I wasn't pissed off all the time, but you know, I, I, I felt myself, you know, the longer you do the job, at least for me, I'm not speaking for everybody else. You know, you're surrounded. People don't call the cops when they're happy. They call it when mm-hmm. you call the cops when shit's hitting the fan. So mm-hmm. like most cops on the street, you know, I was getting kind of burned out. I was getting cynical. And I, I realized that, you know, I, I couldn't keep going down this path. And about, I don't know, 
six, seven years ago, I, I really said, you know what, I, I just got to start being more positive. I, I got to, you know, hang out with some different people. Not that I don't love my brothers and sisters in blue, but I, I really did a mind shift where I started meditating. I started, you know, um, I worked out a lot, but I started working out more and I started, you know, putting positive content into my body. It's what I mean when I mean is, you know, reading and, and you know, reading uh, books that were, you know, inspirational, motivational. So I, I think for me, that, that was pivotal for me, Autumn. And, and anybody can do what I did. There's, there's no, there's no secret, you know, everybody wants to know, you know, everybody says to me all the time, you know, Pat, you know, how, how did you, how did you do this? You know, how did you start a podcast? How did you, how did you start writing for, you know, police magazines and stuff? And I said, dude, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Figure out your why. Once I figured out the why, the how is going to follow. Mm-hmm. So again, for me, it was a mind shift where, you know, there's no special secret sauce. I mean, I just chose to start thinking differently and change my, the, the way I think. Not that I don't have bad days, but, you know, I wake up and I'm pumped for the day and I can't wait to talk to people like you. I can't wait to blog. I can't wait to, you know, do things on social and grow my show and just connect with people and give back to law enforcement. But again, beating it, beating this is, you know, mindset for me is what really, really changed my life. Yeah. But like, when, when did you know, like when, when did you make that mindset shift? Like, did something happen like on duty or did you see somebody ahead of you doing it? Like, what, what? No, nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. It wasn't any any pivotal. It wasn't any moment in time. It, I think for me, Autumn, it was like a culmination uh, of things. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, I was falling out of passion for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, and and this was six six or seven years ago. And I and I like to think I was a good cop. I mm-hmm. rose to the ranks. But part of the reason I retired too is that I wanted to do different things, and I was tired of again just a negative environment you know i mean yeah there were people in my agency and that were positive and, and motivated but i just wanted to surround myself and immerse myself with people out there that are doing great things they're giving back more not that you don't give back as a police officer i'm not talking about that i just uh, i got burned out you know on mm-hmm. law enforcement a while ago and you know even though i progressed through the ranks i was really good at what i did um i just wanted to start a show where you know, I mean, I've been doing this job for so long and you've been doing it for a while too. And how many cops do you come into contact with that are bitching all the time, that hate their jobs, that are, you know, I I can't wait to quit. I can't wait to do shit after, you know, this stuff. And I I just got tired of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a point where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to retire and do other things. And Mm -hmm. so I I didn't answer your question, but there wasn't any kind of aha moment for me it's just that it was a natural, it was kind of like a progression. It was like a culmination of things mm. where I was just like, shit, I want to, I want to start the show, which I did and, you know, start blogging and, and stuff like that. And um, so for, for, so for people out there that are, that are listening, you know, I, I would encourage you to do a self-assessment. I mean, as corny as it might sound, you know, just ask yourself those hard frigging questions, man. Be honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. You know, you gotta be honest with yourself. Mm. on what you want with your life you know if you are happy you know in law enforcement and you're kicking ass hey more power to you but if you're unhappy with your job or your department fucking do something about it you have the power 100 percent. nobody else does you have the power 
you can make the change. So, again, people ask me all the time, like I said, you know, how? You know, how, how, how? It's a matter of why. Why are you doing the job, man? Why are you doing the job? Why do you get up every day and go to work? Because if it's, if it's just for a paycheck, you're not doing anybody any favor. Yeah, I'm not saying money isn't important, but if you're just at a job, whether it's law enforcement, whatever, whatever you're doing out there, working at Walmart, if you're just going for a paycheck, shit, I mean, there's got to be more to that because you can go get a job anywhere. You know, and you know, you, you, it's, it's so true because, you know, you're, it's like you're wasting your life, you know, and, yep. and, you know, the thing is, Patrick, and I know you've seen this too, I can tell you right now, we just, um, today, um, we just lost one of our own, we lost a main state trooper, he was a young guy, he, um, he came out, yeah, he came out uh, the academy, literally months before I went in, and, um, and it's, it's devastating, he, and, mm. and it, but it gives you perspective, right, like, it, that's how quickly, and anybody who's watching, I know, you know, or listening, I should say, um, you know, we've all lost people in law enforcement, but maybe not, maybe we've lost people in our lives, like, I know being a cop has given me very good perspective as how quickly it can go, like, it just, it's mm. done, how quickly life is over, um, because prior to law enforcement, I was a very sheltered little girl, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And, uh, but I quickly became unsheltered and, but the thing is, is that you're right. Like what a waste of life. And this is, I just want to say this, you know, and, and Patrick says it very diplomatically <laughs> where I just come right out and say it to you. Like he says it very professionally. I'm just like, listen, you're freaking wasting your life. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you're going to sit there and you're going to, and, and you know what? I don't know if you've, this is like one of my, um, this is like in the middle of like, I don't know, one of my shows, but I talk about. Patrick, there's one show where I say, stop talking shit. And I can't tell you how many cops I have sent to listen to this episode because it's oh, yeah. literally the cops that pull up car to car, talk a bunch of shit all night long. I mean, this used to happen to me all the time. They would just come and dump on me. And then, which I didn't mind, but then they didn't, they didn't, there was no follow up. So for me, if I got, if I was pissed off, there was always follow-up. If I told you I was going to do something, I went and did it. I was like, no, I'm going to go fucking do this. Yeah, I'm pissed. You know, this sergeant, this corporal, this administration, this job, blah, blah, I'm pissed. But then I did something because at the end of the day, Sheepdog Nation, here's what you need to know. I'm not telling you to quit. Patrick's not telling you to quit. Obviously, he retired as a cop. Um, I'm back in working, you know, part-time um, due to an injury. Um, so obviously, we both love law enforcement, but here's the deal. Look at, look at, look at us. And I just want everybody to pay attention here because Patrick went, he got three master's degrees. He got very highly educated. And then he started, you know, this podcast and he blogs and he does, you know, and I know that you write for law enforcement today and, and, and you do a lot of things and you're an instructor. He's a college professor as well. Like he's doing all of these things. I'm like, I'm very similar to him. I'm doing a ton of the actually very mm -hmm. similar things because we realize that we have got to do things that light our souls on fire, you know? And so it's maybe for you, it's not just one thing. Maybe it is just one thing, but my, my suggestion here, and the reason I'm going on this tangent is because I'm just so sick and tired of people staying stuck, staying unhappy, staying miserable. And I'm also preparing anybody. You never know what's going to happen to you 
at any given day. So don't just walk around and bitch and hate your life. Like Patrick was saying, you know, don't, don't, it doesn't matter what your job is. Number one. And number two, you always need to be prepared. You never know when you're going to be injured like me. You never know when, you know, shit's going to roll so far downhill and it's going to be the sides of a crater and it's going to knock you out like it did on me. You know, one day Mm -hmm. I'm fine. The next day I'm, you know, pulled off the road. Like, you know, and I had to figure it out. Like, get ahead of that. Be prepared. Start thinking it now. Like, oh, do I want to blog? Yeah. Maybe I want to get my education, you know? Yeah, I agree. I couldn't couldn't agree more on it. I mean, you have to be versatile. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a, you, you mean, I just believe in versatility. I knew a long time ago that, you know, I mean, I had enough foresight to realize that, okay, I'm on, I'm starting my law enforcement career, but I know that someday I'm going to retire. I'm going to leave or quit or whatever. So I had that foresight. So I started preparing myself years ago with, you know, getting educated, going to college and and, and doing different things because I knew that day would come. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it always cracks me up when I hear, you know, cops saying, well, I'm stuck. First of all, you're not fucking stuck. You can do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're not stuck. Um, And, you know, start doing shit now. And you're so right. I mean, Everybody's in this, everybody's dispensable, man. I know I, I used to, again, I love me to love talking to cops that think, well, shit, this place would survive without me. Are you fucking kidding me? They would, <laughs> you, you'd get canned, you'd quit and they'd have somebody right behind you. So, 100%. you know, I mean, you, you can't look at, you know, especially in this day and age that we live in, anything can happen, man. You're one foot chase away from getting hurt. And I, I I'm not saying I hope that. But I'm just saying, you have to be prepared for that day, and you know, just just be versatile, man. I mean, put your feelers out there. I mean, try different things. I mean, and, and a lot of cops are just afraid, like most people. I mean, you ask me, well, how did I, how did I, how did I do it? You know, how did it? It, it just came to me when I, when I was talking about it. Why? How did you? What was the aha moment? It wasn't an aha moment, but I just got to the point on him where I was like, I don't give a shit what people think. Because a lot of people get wrapped up with, oh, fuck, what are my friends going to think of me if I start doing this podcast? Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where, you know, I'm, I don't care what people think. There's a great book out there by Mark Manson. I don't know if you've heard of it, saying the subtle, and it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yes, I have. It's a, I've read it's it. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great, yeah, so it's an amazing book. It's not, being, it's not about being indifferent and not caring about anything. But it really, the premise behind the book, you know, Autumn, is, Okay, what are you really going to concentrate on? Mm. And that, that's what he talks about is, are, are you going to give a fuck about everything? I mean, so what? Somebody's talking, you know, talking shit about you. So what? If I spent my whole career chasing after people that called me names and talk shit about me, that's all I would do. Mm-hmm. Same with, you know, if you want to write that book, write the book. If you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. And who gives a shit what, what people are going to say about you? Mm-hmm. But I think so many people are they don't want to be judged. They want to be criticized. They don't want to be, I mean, I'm, I'm God, I can't tell you how many times people have emailed me and said, Oh, your show sucks. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, thanks for reaching out. You got to put yourself out there. man. And as cops, it cracks me up. You know, this autumn mm-hmm. and as cops, we can run into burning buildings and we can, you know, go to horrible car crashes. We can pull people out of dangerous situations to deal with idiots on the street, but shit, I ain't going to put myself out there when it comes mm-hmm. to myself. So true. I don't want to do that. So true. I don't, want, I, I don't want people to laugh at me, man. I don't want my, my partners to laugh at me. hundred percent. And I'll tell you, it kept me, you know, it kept me not doing what I wanted to be doing for a long time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely yeah. and um and yeah the hater thing is real and I'm, I'm glad that you touched upon that but you know listen i i know a cop and he's a badass cop and i i really respect this guy he's in fantastic shape he's an all-around fantastic um police officer and um you know he mentioned to me recently like when he gets out he was thinking about you know opening up his own soap making business and he's like you know but i'm a little worried obviously because it's not the typical you know you know, he's, he's really into working out and he's, and he's a CrossFitter and he's in excellent shape. And, and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, well, that's not what the typical thing is. And, you know, I got to tell you when, when he told me that I was like, you know what, like, I respect you 100,000 times more than I did. And I had already a ton of respect for this guy because like, that's true, like following your passion, following your heart, mm-hmm. you know, and um it you know it's gonna take some big fucking kahunas to do it and i'm i'm proud of him i'm like good and you know i was on a i was on some other podcast uh the squad room me and and uh, garrett we were having a conversation he he kind of said the same thing he was like you know it, it gets a little bit frowned upon in in the culture let's say if like we don't all do the cop things right so he's like i know some officers that are part of a band you know, and, and not everybody enjoy, like, everybody kind of was like, dude, like, you play in a band, like, what do you, like, you're a singer, no, you're not, like, you suck, you know, and, uh, and it happens, and it, it, you know, the, the culture, I don't know, I don't know, it, it can get negative, people can get very negative, unfortunately. Well, right. And that's why I say, you know, there's a saying out there, you know, you're the average of the five people you associate with, mm-hmm. and, and again, I, I'm not, I'm not saying don't hang out with your, your, cop brothers and sisters i mean because i still do but i have other friends that's not law enforcement on it and i would encourage people out there to have other friends besides cops because not all cops are negative but mm-hmm. the cops i know are and mm-hmm. they will they're happy to pull you down in the trenches with them if you allow it mm. and you know when shit hits the fan when you go through some negative shit in your life you really understand who are your friends and who you thought were your friends because they're no longer there um so yeah i mean i agree with you again i mean you if you want to do something you know who, who gives a shit i want to be i want to be surrounded by the people who are going you know fuck that that's a great idea even though it's just you know it might be a ridiculous idea they're pumping me up they're they're you know teaching me to go for it they're they're inspiring me they're motivating mm-hmm. and getting back to your your the officer you mentioned who wants to start the soap company Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. I bet you anything. There's people in his circle that are saying you're fucking stupid, dude. Mm-hmm. What, what do you what do you what do you want to do that shit for? And I would say to him, you know, take that person in small doses. Don't don't lament on what this person is telling you. Or maybe it's a couple of people. Mm-hmm. You know, screw what they say. You know why? Because a lot of people, in my opinion, this is what I've learned over the years, Autumn. A lot of people that want to berate you and talk shit about you and hate on you are are people that want to do what you're doing but they're mm. too fucking scared to do it thank so you so a lot of their a lot of their a lot of fear a lot of their fears and insecurities are coming out when they're keeping you down so mm. you know you just got to ignore those people and, love it. you know sometimes sometimes it's hard the haters because sometimes they're family members mm-hmm. but i have family members that it's not that i don't love them i just don't want to be around them all the time so i take them in small doses um, you know, so I, you just gotta, again, I mean, the older I get, the more I realize, you know, and I know it sounds corny, but dude, you have got to surround yourself with those right people. I mean, you have to, um, if you want to propel forward, if you really want to do things in your life, you just gotta have those, 
those right people in your in your circle. And my, those are the people who are really gonna uh, help you out. So it's so true. I love it. And you know, man, for you know, putting in twenty three years, you're a very optimistic guy. <laughs> Look at you, and I love it. I love your positivity, and I think. You know, and I think obviously, Patrick, you definitely walked your talk and you're and you are and and it shows versus somebody who we all know those officers that have put in even probably less time than you and, and you know, it, and they do not do this and they're not around, you know, they, unfortunately, the job kind of ate them up, you know, and yeah, um, yeah and, I, and I and I agree. And but, you know, like I told you, Autumn is, you know, I just, you know, I, I just, I did not. You know, I, I, I got tired of, you know, I, and I loved the job. I just didn't like the internal organizational yeah. negative negativity and things like that. And what, if it's getting to a point where you don't want to go to work, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. You have got to change something. And for me, it was changing my mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, it really was, you know, again, not looking at every everything from a negative standpoint and really start doing things in my life that I had control over. And that's another thing, you know, people try to control what, you know, the outcome of certain things. You, you, you can't control everything. There's very little you can control. The one thing you can control, Autumn, is your mind, the way you think, you know, the way you think. You can control your thoughts, you know, and, and what you want to do uh, in your life. You have total control over your thoughts because if you really want to do something, if you really visualize, Autumn, you're going to be a best-selling author. I'm, I'm telling you, as corny as it might sound, your body is going to move subconsciously in that direction, and that's probably going to happen at some point in time. 100%. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. But again, getting back to those negative officers, you have the power, man. Yeah. You have the power to wake up every morning and say, you know, I'm going to be in a fucking bad mood all day, or I'm going to be happy and thankful I'm here, thankful I have a job. Mm -hmm. You know, and thankful I'm alive, and, you know, breathing and stuff like that. I mean, people ask me, okay, well, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you know, what are you thankful for? But I open my fucking eyes. So exactly. I'm alive. That's the first thing. And then I look over at my wife and say, I'm thankful for my wife. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for my kids. You know, yeah, I mean, you just, you just got to be, you know, just grateful. And that's the one thing that I start out every day with, just being grateful that I have the people in my life. 100%. It's not really about me. It's about the people that are in my life. I, I give all the credit to them. You know, and I love that. I love that. And, you know, but it's who you chose to surround yourself with, too. Yeah. You know, you yeah. chose to surround yourself with good people who are, you know, bringing you up and not um, bringing you down. So that that's excellent. You know, something I've got to say, um, I recently saw I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. I have an idea that you might be a fan of that industry as well. Who, who, who's, um, who, who's that guy? I never heard of him. You're, you're <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen Tony Robbins. That guy's the man. Isn't he the man? Oh, I freaking love that guy. So he um, he said something uh, in a video I was watching a couple nights ago, and he said, if you can take and change your mindset, to appreciation instead of expectation your entire life is going to change mm -hmm. and i was like damn think about that if you 
change your mindset from expectation, meaning if you stop expecting everything from everybody in the world and, you know, expecting the PD to be this way and expecting your husband or your wife to be a certain way and stop expecting, you know, your sergeant to fucking come and pat you on the ass, like, you know, and, and all these things, but you start appreciating when that shit happens, you start appreciating the situations that you're in and appreciating the job and yada, yada, just like what Patrick just said, your whole entire life will change. Just yeah. so simple perspective change. Yeah. I, I thought that was excellent. Yeah. Um, and I used to love the Oscars really quick. It used to not come to me and bitch about everything, but come to me with solutions, right? Going back mm -hmm. to that, it's easy to steal car to car and talk about shit. But I used to tell officers or sergeants when they'd come to me and they'd say, hey, Commander, I got a question. What do you think about this? And I'd say, I don't know. What do you think? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Not all the time, but the whole purpose was come to me with solutions. Now, sometimes mm -hmm. I have to make quick decisions. I get that, like most cops. But come to, you know, it, it's like you said, those people that are just going to bitch about things without coming up with, you know, be part of the problem or the solution. Don't be part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So. Hands down. Couldn't agree more. Um, thank you for sharing that. Patrick, just to wrap this up, do you have uh, anything that you would like to leave Sheepdog Nation with? What would be some of your biggest advice that you could leave the nation with? You know, I, I think some of my advice that I would, again, I, I, first of all, every one of you out there listening are, are doing an amazing job. I, I love law enforcement. Uh, I love each and every one of you, brave men and women that are out there doing a very tough job but again kind of like what we were talking about is you know if you have something that you want to do on the side you know don't go for it i mean we only have this one life we're not here for a very long time just go for your dreams man and if that means you know going up the chain of command go up the chain of command more power to you if that means doing a side hustle or starting something that you really wanted to do before don't don't get rid of the naysayers and just go mm -hmm. for it and just go for it. Thank you. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, especially because like it just, you know, I got to say, I really freaking love this episode and Sheepdog Nation. A couple of things I just want to say is if you're, if you're still here, you're fucking awesome. Number one. Number two, if you listen to, you know, podcasts like Patrick's and I's, you know, you're already ahead of the game. I just want to say that because, you know, we're, we're getting kind of, we're getting into it and we're telling you to change your perspective, change your mindset because, you know, we, when we were, you know, I know I can just say when I was in my cruiser on midnights, this is the shit that I would listen to and it really changed me. It changed the game. Look where I am now. Look what I'm doing. Patrick, same thing. It changed the game for him. Whereas if you take a look at um, the most of the population, everyone's still listening to their radio stations. You know, they're listening to the news. They're listening to shit that it doesn't, you know, they're listening to their music stations is what I was trying to say. And there's nothing wrong with music, but the amount of time we spend in our cars and our cruisers, you know, we can just grow our minds and, you know, it's, it's always about growing, right? If we're not growing, then we're shrinking. We're never, you're never really at a plateau. You know, it's, um, that's what, that's a quote from Tony Robbins. You're either growing or yeah. you're shrinking and that's it. Um, and so, you know, I really love, I love the perspective. I love listening, literally a watch commander, somebody who, you know, was overseeing sergeants and, and corporals and then who were seeing uh, cops, like somebody who, who's, who's not just, you know, who literally walked his talk right now, who 
you know, is still married. <laughs> His kids still really <laughs> like him. Hey, imagine that. And, you know, and, and listen to this guy. Like, like I just said a little bit ago, like Patrick, you're still optimistic. You got, you know, you're still doing a lot of things for criminal justice. You're not out wiping your hands saying, fuck this. I hate this. And, and I think it's, I just think it's key. So Sheepdog Nation, you know, go and, and re-listen to this, you know, and, and go head over um, to the CJ Evolution. You can go to the cjevolution.com. Um, you're going to be able to go to the uh, notes right below this, and you're going to be able to click on some links and go find Patrick, find his uh, podcast, which I really suggest that you do. Um, but just already by you being here, you're ahead of the game. And so, um, you know, like Patrick said, my hat's off to you, you know, and um, and you got this. You got this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And there's a really quick, there's a, there's a quote out there from uh, Wayne Gretzky. I'm, maybe you've heard of it, your listeners, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Mm. Mm-hmm. So true. So don't let the haters, the negativity, <laughs> that voice in your head, you know, keep you from not doing anything. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, Shebog Nation, you've heard me say this a thousand times. Patrick talked about, you know, a little bit with him. If I told you how many haters, how many hate mail, how many comments, how many people slide up in my dm who talk so much shit to me you know about this and that you know if i if you knew that that and i shared that all the time you'd be like damn but you know what we don't care i don't give a shit i'm not doing this for anybody's opinion i'm not doing this for anybody's approval fuck that no that's why i love that that's what i love about you're still here yeah you're still kicking ass Thanks. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. You know, I, I got, you know, I got knocked down. I got kicked in the diaphragm. That's my analogy. I did. I got kicked in the diaphragm, but you know what? You know, I, um, you know, I had to reset my mind. I had to, uh, adjust. I had to overcome and I did. And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck everyone who's got an opinion that, you know, I need to be approving of them. And that's, and you know, not approving of them that they need to, like, I'm seeking their approval or I need to be fitting in. And, and you know what, honestly, that, is for anybody, any police officer, you know, going out and trying to, and trying to do some stuff. Like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to come up against diversity. Oh yeah. 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 You you have to and you, you, it's a great point really quick is, you know, you have to fail yourself to success. Mm. And and, and a lot of people know that there's, there's some people that don't meaning, you know, Bill Gates didn't wake up one day and say, well, fuck, I'm a billionaire. I didn't have to go through any failure or anything. <laughs> I mean, we all know the story about, you know, you know, Thomas Edison, who was like a thousand times or something before he perfected the light bulb. So the point, all that folks is, you know, if you fall off that horse, get back on the fucking horse and keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I you know, work with, I used to work with a guy in particular who wrote a book. It was a short book and he, he sent it to some publishers. I think it was five publishers and they all shot him down. And I remember him car to car. And this was years ago. I'm like, you were saying car to car. We got together. And he's like, Oh man, shit. he's like, uh, I was, cause I was always asking about his book. I was like, well, you know, what's the status? And he was like, at one point we just got, we met and he said, Oh yeah, all five publishers that I pushed it out to, you know, turned it down. I said, what, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I guess that's it. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Send it to 10 tomorrow. Exactly. Sent it to 15 publishers. And you know what? Not that it was me. It was him. He got picked up by a publisher That's awesome. know, eventually. But but it was, okay, what do you want to do, man? Do you want, do you want to just fucking quit? Right. And a lot of things for me, you, you know, was, was just as, you know, what was drilled into me in the Army, too, you know, Autumn, and, and as a police officer. But, you know, you don't fucking quit. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep, you keep going and you keep going. And a lot of officers have that mindset. I just wish when it came to their personal stuff, 
and what they wanted to do, you know, especially with other ventures and stuff that they want to do other things. A lot of them just get wrapped up in this analysis paralysis where they're just, they're so scared, you know, what people are going to think. Who gives a shit? 100%. Who cares? Like you said, I, I love what you said. I don't give a fuck. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't give a shit what people say. You're, you're still here. You're still here. And, and exactly. And one other point, this is what happens when two podcasters get on an episode, everybody. And this is, I just want to point this out. <laughs> this is going to be the episode that just fucking doesn't end. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just want to say this too, like it. Okay. Patrick, you brought up such a good point. Like, as far as like, yeah, like we are taught warriors mindset, right? We do not fucking quit. We don't quit. But as you know, I can say specifically as a cop, like, we apply that just to, you know, the job, like, because that's our comfort zone. Yeah. That's where our training, education, and experience comes in. But there's no translation. Like, cops literally, like, they take the uniform off and they're like, okay, who the fuck am I? Like, what do I do? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. I don't know who I am. That I, I just really want to say that is, you know, we, it's, how many times have I been knocked down? How many times have you been knocked down? Like, it's, it's this thing where, like, you, you, you don't like come out of the gate going, I don't give a fuck because that's not the truth. The truth really isn't mm-hmm. like, I will say that. Like you have to like train yourself to, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really, in my opinion, that's my opinion because I, I could say that, but then I really did give a shit. I'm like, shit, I really do care that this person is pissed off about my, you know, about my, um, you know, post or uh, they don't like yeah. my podcast. I got this email one time. It was like, your podcast would be much more well-received if you didn't swear. But if I didn't swear, then that wouldn't be me. Like that's who I am authentically. Yeah. And I can't tell you the, um, I've gotten so much shit about me swearing, but I'm like, listen, wait a minute. Like my podcast isn't, I get it. It's not for everybody. Totally. It's not. Yeah. And, but it's for me, it's about what it's like when you, sh- you you're sh- shooting the shit car to car with a cop. Most cops, yeah. This is how it is. And so that, you know, and so you, you kind of, so it's just like you, like what you said, like, you know, you fall off the horse every single time, get back up, get back yeah. up, get going. And, and you will eventually, hopefully, um, just learn not to give a shit. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, look at kids real quick. Look at, look at kids. I mean, most of your listeners have kids. I mean, my kids are older now, but I remember looking at my kids when they were like toddlers and, you know, they're, they literally, if, if you have a kid out there who's a toddler or crawling around, look at your kid. They're at that phase where they just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. They try everything. They try. I mean, look at them. They're fearless. You got to, you got to tap back into that mindset, but you know what happens on them is as we grow up, as we get indoctrinated or whatever you want to call it, conditioned, society mm-hmm. we are taught that oh you can't do that you know you got to stay you got to stay within the herd mm-hmm. you know because if you if you if you come outside the herd well you might fail you might yeah. well who gives a shit right what's the worst that's going to happen and a lot of the things that we worry about never freaking come to fruition never mm-hmm. even happen mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. anyway no 100 no, I, so it's so true. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. This was such. This is a jam-packed episode. Uh, the sheepdogs who listen to this are really going to get a ton out of it. I can't thank you enough for coming onto my podcast and um, having me on yours. And um, I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate your work. Um, and Sheepdog Nation, like I said, you're going to be able to go go scroll down right now. You can go check out um, how to get a hold of Patrick. You can go check out his podcast. It's the CJ Evolution. 
you can um, go to his website, cjevolution.com. He's also on Instagram, which is where I hang out the most. Um, yeah. So thank you so much, Patrick. I really appreciate having you here. Autumn, you rock. Keep up the great work with your show. Thank you. Sheepdog Nation, I will see you next time. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.